Welcome back. Hello. Hello. On behalf of our entire flight crew, thanks for soaring with us. Hello and welcome to another edition of Disney Brit Bite Size uh, with me, Adam, and joining me once again now, he's back from his jolly holidays, is Alan. Hello, Alan. Hi, Adam. How you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you, more to the point? I'm getting through it, you know. You're getting through it? I'll survive. You know, I'm, I'm just wondering, you've been back a few days now, are you now Disney Blues mode? Yeah, I'm going to do some crazy decision, like buy a dog or sell my house. Or... Is that what you're going for? Okay, fair enough. Um, well... It's... Go on, go on. Do you want to? So, did you have a good time? I, I had, have had a fantastic time. I had one majorly, majorly bad event. Yes. Um, which I'll save for Disney Brit probably when we do that. Yeah. Um, and um, a lot of fantastic days. Um, highlight of my holiday was probably going to Castaway K. Yeah, which you've never um, been to. Which I've never done before, and you know, it was the perfect beach holiday you would ever have um, and I actually spent a couple of days not inside parks as well oh I saved on Disney property don't get me wrong oh you just didn't go to the parks okay that's fine yeah but um, I, I also discovered something which, which I, I never realised before but how Disney tries to keep you within the bubble okay and that's something again we'll talk about next week but um, talking about it kind of links to what we're talking about this week, we're talking about the Disney bubble and uh, talking about how Disney use its properties well enough that it makes you uh, want to go back more and more and more. And um, do you want to, shall we explain the topic or should we play the sketch and then explain the topic afterwards? Well, we've sort of already given a major clue in the background music. Yeah, a little bit, haven't we? Um, and don't worry, guys. I know you're. everyone's going, what? What's this all about? We, we're going to talk a little bit about how it's affected the Disney parks rather than this being a, a frozen-a-thon. Um, so I'll tell you what. Let's let's play the sketch that today's episode links with, and then uh, we'll talk about it. Sounds yeah. Good. Okay, here we go. Hey, good evening. How are you? That's not even the right track, is it? We'll try again. Breaking news. This has just landed on our desk and it looks like the White House has issued a code red on Operation Frostbite. Over the past year and a half, frozen addiction has grown month on month. This past weekend has seen it hit all time critical levels. The G7 have made a special conference on how to tackle the problem. The record new high has seen Elsa's appearing on every street corner, theater and child's party. To contain the threatening spreading, the CIA, FBI, AKL, and DHS have joined forces to round them up and rehabilitate them at WED FCC and Reedy Creek. As soon as we have more details, we will be back to report further. We now return you to your scheduled programming. Sorry, I'm late. The car wouldn't start. I haven't even had time to have my lunch yet. Keys. Does anyone even know if this program will work? I've only skimmed through the keynotes, but even so, 
Any sharp objects? Weapons? Uh, no, nothing. Can, can I keep my lunch? Press the intercom and we'll release the gates. Thanks. Um, t two seconds, two seconds. Think, think big, think strong, come on. Don't let them in, don't let them see. Be the psychological rehabilitation worker that you've been trained to be. What? No, no, nothing. I'm, I'm okay, I'm ready to go. Hello and congratulations on your first steps into frozen recovery. Over the next few sessions, we'll aim to thaw you out and return you back to your hometowns, lukewarm. To start off with, we'll do a little introduction exercise. So we'll start off going around the room and I'll, I'll start it off. Are you ready? Hi, I'm Hank and I'm a friend of Elsa. Hi, I'm Adam and I'm a friend of Elsa. Hi, I'm Lee and I'm a friend of Hans. Hi, I'm Imogen and I am a friend of Elsa's. Hi, I'm Alex, I'm a friend of Elsa. Hi, I'm Kieran, I'm a friend of Elsa. Hi, I'm Abigail. What do I have to say? Great work, everyone. You've all made the first step in opening up, and as you'll see, everyone here has something in common with you. Many of you, for the first time in a very long time... Forever. You're not alone. <sighs> the word's forever. Oh, OK. OK, if you don't mind, we'll dig a little deeper into how you've got here and work through this together. We'll start off with you, Adam. Why don't you tell the group your journey into Frozen? Hi. Um, I, well, I think I started when I got tangled. Do you mean ensnared by the story of the bond between two sisters and they were forced to be apart? No, I mean I got a copy of Tangled on DVD, which I've since upgraded to Blu-ray. The quality is so much better in the blue. So, Disney had sort of been upgraded. It was like there was, like, I don't know, an extra additive in the animation. Mm, okay, go on, yeah. Well, um, like, when I heard about the Snow Queen thing going into production, I just knew I had to get my hands on the blue, so I would ring up supplies daily, see if there was any chance of an early release. Okay, so the thought of Frozen being released on Blu-ray started your addiction. It was part of the route. Before I was officially released, I would hunt around peer-to-peer -peer and see if I could get my hands on it, but then there was the official release, and I would visit the multiplex two times a week. No, only two times? Well, just until it became online, then... Well, I was streaming forever and daily. Streaming. Streaming's not that bad as long as you have a clean connection. I only had three dropouts. I'm, I'm so sorry. Do you mind if I eat my lunch? I'm starving. But, but do continue. Uh, yeah. <coughs> okay, so um, so streaming was good, but then I got the download, which was better, but I knew I needed the hard copy, so I had to get the Blu-ray. Okay, so you, so you got the Blu-ray. How did that make you feel? Well, I knew there was more to this than I got. Go on. It was like I had ballroom, but no balls. So, where did you go next? eBay. eBay? Well, I needed to get a man-sized Elsa dress so I could blend in at events. So, can I clear this up? You started to go around in an Elsa dress. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you guys doing? That's my lunch. Surely you could see that that, that come in a mile off. What? Well, we finish each other's... Sandwiches. Okay, everyone, sit back down, and we'll continue. Sorry about this, guys. That's, that's my time up. I'll see you in two weeks. Do you have to go? You'll be fine, Adam. You can finish my sandwiches. Tell the guards to open up the gates. The gates?
Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. Right then, so there we go. There's our Frozen-themed uh, sketch that we did a little while back. Alan, do you want to explain a little bit behind what that sketch was all about? Yeah, it was about trying to show things that aren't necessarily funny. <laughs> and what else? Um, well, when, when we recorded that sketch, it seemed that everything was going frozen. It was, it, We've got loads of families living around us that were going to parties, and every party had got a, a dress-up Elsa. Um, some of them were worse worst sort of fancy dress costumes we'd ever seen. Um, there was a, a news story at the time that was on that there was um, a meet and greet Elsa that turned up with um, her sort of denim and leather rock gear underneath. Yes. Um, and I think the costume was extremely sweaty and stunk. But I think that just goes to show how how far Frozen is sort of impregnating itself into everyone's life now. It's whether you want it or not, it's pushed under your nose. And I think that's where the the idea of this sketch was, you know, this Frozen's taken over the world and everybody, you know, every every time you say let it go, you can't help but think of the song. And may, maybe it was a saying that I'd never have used in the past, but now I'm, I'm telling my kids to let it go. Yeah. Okay, so we've got, uh, this is this idea, and what we wanted to talk about this now because Alan's obviously just come back from, uh, from Walt Disney World and when he was out there, uh, there was a lot of Frozen stuff going on, and we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about what your opinion now is of how much Frozen has taken over Walt Disney World. I think, you know, the last time you went to Walt Disney World, there was, Frozen didn't exist. Yeah, and luckily now, it didn't exist. And now it does, and about what your opinion of that is and how that's changed, sort of how Walt Disney World works. I know you can't, you, you've got a list of 25 facts, Frozen facts, that you wanted to share. Yeah, I may not share them all. Do you want? Do we? Do we do it now? Do we want to do that later? Or, um, well, I'll tell you what. We'll start off going through what's that? What I found on my holiday, and then we'll go back to the facts. Okay. And we may or not do yeah, all twenty. Do that then. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Um, well, one of, one of the things that my kids wanted to do, and bear in mind that they'd never done character meet Greece before, was actually go and meet Elsa and Anna. And obviously that is something that you can now do in the Magic Kingdom. Now, from Chris's experience in the past, to get a meet and greet fast pass is like, it's like, I don't know, finding hen's teeth. It's, yeah. it's gold dust, you know, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's one of these things that's very hard to do. And um, I did try several times to get the fast pass. Luckily I did imagine and eventually get it. Yeah. I was on 60 days plus yeah um out we have some friends that were going at the same time they weren't stopping at disney property they tried to get the fast pass they yeah. couldn't get them at all okay um so it's, it's like one of those little perks where if you're stopping on on site you've got a chance a slim chance of getting a fast pass but yeah. there's at least a chance for you um and i've, I've got to say that the meeting el shanana was a very smooth process okay um, it is very subtle, I'll say that. It's not over-the-top Elsa and Anna all over the place. You're going into the princess meet-and-greet area, and it is just a general castle. It's not over-the-top frozen. 
I've got a feeling that's because they're going to be moving out of there, though. I move to somewhere large. Well, we know there's going to be a meet and greet, don't we, at um, uh, Epcot when they open up the Norwegian Pavilion. Yes. Um, they're, they're building the, the biggest meet and greet area in the park, I think. Um, there. But yeah, also known, it wasn't frozen, pushed down your face at that meet and greet. Um, which, you know, it, at the end of the day, they've got to cater for everyone's tastes. Yeah. I will say that Frozen did appear to be in a lot of the um, beverage and cake stands. Okay. You could get this Olaf Frozen drink, which was in a frozen cup, which kids seem to be getting all over the place but not drinking them. I don't understand their thought process behind that. No. Um, you could get, I think it was Frozen um, Olaf popcorn. The popcorn yeah. wasn't frozen. No, it was, it was it's a frozen souvenir bucket, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, and also Elsterana uh, on the parade float now. The festival, festival. I can't even say it. <laughs> it's it's the, it's the time difference. Fantasy festival, fantasy Fasti fan festival Fest of fantasy. Oh man, you've got me go doing it now. The festival of fantasy parade. Yeah, yeah, but again, it was relatively subtle. Yeah, they're not they're not too bad, is it? Oh no. Um, con considering that what you, what you're expecting it to be like, because everyone's moaned about Frozen. Yeah, and they've said, oh, Frozen's it's everywhere, and people are sick of it. Hence our sketch. Yeah. Um, it was very, very subtle. And there's still people who are clambering for this stuff. It's not like you, we're what you're there, and nobody's interested in what's going on. Yeah, that is, that is true. But I've just um, I've just remembered something mm. from the Magic Kingdom. I'm, I'm doing these park by park. Bear in mind there was now in Animal Kingdom, so don't worry about that. No, it's fine. Um. After you leave the meet and greet area, you exit through into Sir Mickey's. You know the little shop? Yeah. The little shop in the Magic Kingdom. Sir Mickey's is a big sort of vine sort of grown through the shop and Willie the Giant is yes, flying through. Yes, I do remember that, yeah. Um, and opposite the shop opposite the courtyard there, you've got, um, I think it's oh, something couture. Ah, oh, yes. Is it and Castle Couture? Castle Couture, something, something along those lines it's, anyway. Yeah. It's, it's basically... You've got Sir Mickey's on the opposite side of the road. You've got a yeah. princess based. Yeah, okay, yeah. Frozen accessories. Yeah. Well, Sir Mickey's now is actually just full of Frozen stuff. So there wasn't really anything for boys in that one, where I'd I'd expected it to be the the yin to the yang. Yeah. Um, and it is just jammed with Frozen stuff. You've got Minnie Mouse dressed up in Frozen it's gear. You've got um, Elsa and Anna dolls, which quite clever these ones. The um, you turn it one way up and it's Elsa, it, and then you pull the dress over her head and it becomes Anna. Which oh, was right, okay. Quite good. Um, but yeah, th that was over the top frozen. Yeah. Um, but again, that was within the shop. If you didn't go in the shop, you would never have seen that. Okay. So, so we're talking a lot. It, uh, there was a lot of places where you have to look for it, but obviously there's also the places that are very overt. Yes. Um, over at Disney's Hollywood Studios, they yeah. did the Frozen. First time in forever. Yeah, the the stage show, the stage show, which was in a in a, a theater that I'd never actually been to before, and I didn't even realize existed. Whereabouts was this? This is right in the very very back of the studios. Yeah, um, next to where Lightning McQueen and Mater are. Yeah, the premier theater. The premier theater, which basically looks like it's a tin shed that's been hoyed up very quickly. Yeah, what well, it was at the time it was put up as a, a very quick. Well, 
Well, they've themed it very well, and it looks just like that. <laughs> and they they do a reasonably good show in there. I've, I've got to admit that. Yeah. They, my mother-in-law and father-in-law was with us, and they cried because it's uh, you know the drop of the hats things these things do. Um, but the stage show itself is brilliant for adults, right? Because there's so many subtle digs that these. These live shows tend to when when it's not when it's not the I don't know what's the term a word for word version of the film yeah they tend to no, have little adaption. digs at Disney yeah they tend to have little sort of adult digs where the kids don't get it it goes straight over the top of their heads but they're enjoying it anyway but the adults get these extra ones which are quite amusing um, and they did a lot of that in this show yeah but. If you recall back to a Disney Brit episode where we had Tammy Tucker. Yes. She called, I can't remember what episode it was, but we, we did mention Frozen in that. Yeah, we did. And she said that basically what happened was they put a load of songs in the first half and then didn't write any for the second half. Yeah. And I didn't really notice that at all when I was watching the film. However, when she pointed out, it makes sense that, you know, there is loads of songs in the beginning yeah not far more end. yeah um and in this live show they basically are showing all the songs and telling the story right okay until they get to the, about the halfway point in the film to which they go and, and that will tell you what the rest of the story is yeah basically they do 30 minutes of story within about five seconds <laughs> fair enough okay which is uh very amusing and even more so when you think well yeah that's because there's no songs in there um Elsa turns up for about two seconds. Um, but oh, she's again, very busy. Very busy. She's running the whole she, of the kingdom. I want to know what she's actually doing. Well, the same thing as the Queen does. I wonder if she's out back with Prince Eric from that uh, the Little Mermaid show. You reckon? Oh, it could be. Because, yeah, because he only comes out. Maybe they've got this their own little, like, maybe they're playing Scrabble and they just have it take a break every now and again. Yeah. Um, but, again, that was within that theatre. You yeah. didn't see Frozen spilling out into the parks. Yeah. Um, it had a massive fast pass area yeah. for it, and um, again, I, I think if you haven't got fast pass, you'd be queuing up for well before it was starting. Did uh, you stay for the fireworks in the evening? We didn't, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but I was told by someone else in Epcot that there was Star Wars fireworks on. Ah, uh, yeah, you might be right. At the, the weekends, they've got the Star Wars fireworks on instead of the the normal ones. That, yeah. that is possible. So um, I didn't get to see any fireworks. and I saw Fantasmic, but um, that obviously There's was no Fantasmic. Frozen in that either, no. Um, I can't remember. Is Frozen being updated and adding into the great movie ride? No. I don't believe so. As in the end compilation clip? Yeah, I don't think it did. Because I believe it's just been recently updated. Yeah, it I know has, yeah, yeah. The, the TMC, T, uh, TCM stuff, hasn't it, uh, yeah. has gone in there. But I, I don't think there's any mention of Frozen in it, if I remember rightly. Oh, well. Well, I can't remember because I, as I was watching, I was thinking, this is the old clips. There's nothing new here. I did see um, Tangled in there. Right. Which is possibly one of the most up-to-date version, films that are in there. But I can't remember if Frozen was or not. Okay. So that's your Hollywood studio stuff then. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the uh, Oaken's wandering sauna, as uh, wandering Oaken's 
sauna, sorry, has gone, and that was there, yeah. it's now disappeared, so that we've not got the ice skating rink or the, the ice show, um, and they had the area in there that had the cupcakes and all that sort of stuff. Um, that's now yeah. gone from there. So is there but, anything but else? You can, get the, you can get the cupcakes all around the place. Yeah. But all the time I was there, there was a lot of... Um, Star Wars stuff. Yeah, of course, because it's Star Wars weekends. So that's everything that was in Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Right, so Epcot-wise. Epcot-wise, the the biggest thing, obviously, was the Norway Pavilion. Which currently is? Split in half and not really functioning yeah. very well. Um, where you've got the Troll Shop, you've now got a, basically the Frozen Shop. Is the Troll and still there? The, the big Troll is still right, in the shop. So he survived, that's good. Um, the shop is the first, I don't know, two-thirds are all frozen stuff. Yeah. The back section of it seems to be dedicated to, um, I can't even remember the name of the cruise, not cruise line or the ferry company. Fred Olsen? Not Fred Olsen, it's something like <laughs> SSD Cruises or something. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, it's basically some sort of shipping company that's got some t-shirts that are printed up and it's like, well... You know, if, you, if, you, if you're going to be selling Frozen stuff, you've got no chance of selling the... Well, you got your Helly Hansen stuff at the back, haven't you? Yeah. I suppose that that could have been it. But there was definitely some crew stuff. Okay. Um, but apart from that, in um, that area, there wasn't yeah. a lot of overtly Frozen stuff until you went into the Stave Church. Now, you said to me, the Stave Church is amazing. I, I, I love the the way it looks. He said, it's amazing, the music in there the music is, amazing. is amazing. It is. Well, the music's now been replaced with a, an, a frozen music. <laughs> and uh, the displays in there show traditional Norwegian wear. Made to look like frozen. In a frozen setup. Yeah. Which was absolutely bizarre. Yeah. There, is, there, is, there isn't a, an, an Elsa in there. No. They do have an, an Anna in there. They've yeah. got... There's a, a, a Christoph in there, I'm sure, as well, isn't there, somewhere? Christoph in there with his um, sled. Um, I think they mentioned the trolls. They, they talk more about um, Wandering Oaken in there than they do um, Elsa. That's true. Um, but I just thought it was weird, the fact that this... This thing that was more traditional and wherever else you can see something that is just basic, you know, it's like the Chinese um, pavilion, how it's like, here's things from China. That's the thing, because the Chinese pavilion didn't go, and now we're going to throw Mulan over it. Yeah. Which I've, I've got a, my gut feeling is they're going to try and do this about all the resorts and all With the temples. Yeah, it's possible they might. Because um, if you think about Moana, that's coming. Mm. Um, she's the a Polynesian. Polynesian, yeah. And the shop in the Polynesian resort is called Moana's something. Fair enough. So um, Princess Tiana, Port Orleans. Yes. I, I they're trying to create tie-ins with every single... Uh, uh, Lilo and Stitch could go into the Caribbean. Uh, I'll just say Polynesian myself. You reckon? I was just thinking, if, you go, if you're trying to if tailor, yeah. so you've already got Moana in, in the Polynesian, you might yeah. throw them in there. Um... You've already got characters in kind of all star movies. Lion King. Lion King, you've got and all those lot in there already. Yeah, there's a possibility that could happen. Um, so in your opinion then, is there now too much frozen in the parks? I'll be honest, 
and say that I don't think there was too much frozen in the parks. Okay. Um, it, from what I'd been told and what I'd heard, I was building myself up for a nightmare. Yeah. Um, even though I enjoy frozen, mm -hmm. but it honestly wasn't that bad. Um, the shops weren't full of t-shirts that were frozen t-shirts. Um, there was little sections, just like there are little sections of all the varieties of clothing. Yeah. Um, even on Castaway K, there was a little bit of Frozen. You've got... Um, right, okay. I can't remember if it was now Wandering Ogun's thing or whether it was um, Olaf's Outpost or something like that. So but you don't... A, okay. There's a slushy stand, basically. So you don't think there's an issue with there being too much Frozen? The question then is, when the Norway Pavilion reopens and we've got the Frozen attraction in there, is that now going to be... Too, is that going to be too much or is that okay because of everything else that's going on elsewhere I would say that it depends how they open it up because fair enough it is classed as being Norwegian yeah however they have talked about it being Arendelle yeah rather than rather than being Norway but by putting it in the Norway pavilion they're almost saying it is Norway aren't they really but if they sort of slice the Norway pavilion in half and keep yeah. it as Norway and then keep put a section as Arendelle does that then, as like a new country. Well, that's the thing. Does that then take away from what World Showcase is supposed to be, which is showcasing real countries? Does that not well, suddenly opens it up to there being a multitude of countries that don't exist from different movies? That might be quite interesting. <laughs> I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But when you when you look at what the countries are and how they're being represented now, yeah. And um, for example, the easiest one for us to compare is the UK. Um, we all go around in big flowery dresses with um, frilly armpits. Yeah, it's nothing like that. You've got frilly armpits, that's a worry. Well, they're called shoulder pads. <laughs> My armpits are too frilly. Frilly up north. But um, I, th I think the whole world sh showcase itself needed a good update in. Yes. Um, because I think it's... when Back in the 80s, it sort of picked out some ideas and concepts that were probably very true. But at the same time, we're quite a little bit stereotypical. Yeah. And if you look at it now, of, of stereotypes and um, and what we've got as a country, hmm. you know, stereotypes are almost racist now, aren't they? Uh, to a point, in some places, yeah, I think you're right. I think they are. Um, I, I went to Germany on my holidays, and um, the guy who showed me to the table is in his lederhosen. Yeah. Now, I'm sure there's some countries that want to forget about these things. Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I just think it needs a bit of an update. And, you know, if, if Arendelle is the way of updating Norway, as in having part of the area of the cartoon and part of the area of the reality, yeah, it might make the reality more real. Uh, possibly. Yeah, there's a possibility that might happen. Okay, so that's, well, that's good to know. You don't think that Frozen is, is too much, you know. Um, so that's kind of pleasing to hear, especially for those people I think who are panicking a little bit about how Frozen is so done over and over and over again that... People are getting going to get sick of it and turn up and think, well, this is no longer Walt Disney World. This is Frozen World. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of good to see, and, and we'll see what happens with it as they as they do more and more. Um, do you want to have a look then before we go uh, for those people who are Frozen fans? Some of these Frozen facts that you've discovered. Um, Not all yeah, of them. No. Uh, I'm intrigued to look at some of them and, and discover whether how true we think some of these are. Shall I start I with the first one? Go on then. So apparently, so according to this, Adina Menzel and, uh, or what's her name, Adele Nazim, whatever John Travolta <laughs> called her, uh, and Kristen Bell both tried out for Tangled first. 
Apparently, they both auditioned for the part of Rapunzel, although they didn't get it, but those auditions did help them land the roles of Anna and Elsa. There you go. Who was it that got Rapunzel? Uh, Mandy Moore. Ah, yeah. Mandy Moore was the the one. Okay. Uh, Go on, then. What what else have we got? Um, I've got got another little tidbit for you here, which um, isn't actually on my list of 25. Sorry about that already. Um, that when they were actually filming the or recording the audio for Frozen, they did it within the same room. Oh, act. at the same time. Yeah, wow. rather than just single voices, single times of the air, they just were all together and did it in multiple big sittings. Okay. Which um, apparently helped for the interaction between the characters and also allowed for them to do improv. It's unusual for that to happen. It doesn't happen that often. Okay, I'll go for the next one then. Apparently there is a hidden code in the names of some of the main characters. Obviously, um, it's based on the Snow Queen, which was the authored by Hans Christian Andersen. And there were four characters that, if you put their names together, are supposed to be a tribute to him, which is Hans, Kristoff, Anna, and Sven. So if you say it a bit quicker, it's Hans, Kristoff, Anna, Sven. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) I I think there could be something in it. There could be something in it, maybe. I don't know whether this is definitely true, but there we go. It could be a possibility. Okay, what we got next? I'm going to try and work out what the other characters are and whether or not you can make up words with the other ones. No, surely not. I'm sure sure there's something about Olaf. Elsa Olaf. Olaf I don't know. I'm not going to try it. I'm going to work something else. It'll probably end up being totally wrong. Okay. What's next? Um, Elsa is the oldest of all the Disney princesses. Now, I thought this was really interesting. I've never kind of thought about this, but yeah, it is definitely true. Um, What is the... Is it Coronation Day, isn't it? It's the date that's going to be telling you how old she is. She's 21. Um, Go on. She's 21, isn't she? She's 21. Yeah. Now, according to Disney folklore and... I don't. I dare say the fairy tales that they're based upon. Um, they are all teenagers, apart from Elsa. Yeah. So should we just go through them all? Jasmine fifteen, Pocahontas is eighteen, Cinderella's nineteen, Mulan's sixteen, Tiana nineteen, Little Mermaid is sixteen, Rapunzel is eighteen, Belle seventeen, Sleeping Beauty sixteen, and Snow White fourteen. Now, the only one that's missing from that that list as well is Merida. Mm. I don't know how old Merida is, but I don't believe she's going to be 21. No. Okay. Uh, let's go to another fact. Um, we're not going to give you all of these 25 that we've got here, because some of them aren't actually that interesting. Um, <laughs> well, I was looking through them all going, uh, I don't find that very interesting. Um, apparently, Queen Elsa was actually intended to be a villain. That although Elsa was originally written as the antagonist, when the character's major song Let It Go was played for the producers, they concluded that the song was not only very appealing, but its themes of personal empowerment and self-acceptance were too positive for a villain to express. So the story was rewritten to have Elsa as an isolated innocent who is alarmed upon learning that her powers are inadvertently causing harm. Mm. So, the truth is, they, they changed her from villain to not-so-villain. Fair enough. I think to me the the story of was it the Snow Queen? Yeah, I always thought that the Snow Queen was like a, yeah. I think she's supposed to, she was supposed to be originally a, a villain. Yeah, but it's like well, did they even need to sort of give it any association with the Snow Queen? No, well, well, I suppose yeah, because they they that's the story it was based on. 
Anyway, what do you mean these these facts aren't interested? There's some interesting facts. There's, some, there's a fact on here about the about why didn't join El, why didn't Elsa fall off the edge? Because she's magic. I don't. It's like okay, that's not a fact. That's just a weird thing. And I'm I'm, I'm jumping forward to another fact. Go on. Because you're saying these facts are boring. The average human has only got a hundred thousand hairs on their head. Yeah. But according to the CGI animation and the amount of time it took to render it, Elsa had actually 420,000 strands of hair on her head. Wow, okay. That'll need some tangle teaser to blow that through. Wouldn't it just? <laughs> uh, okay, then let's talk about how long it took to make the film. Uh, Elsa's castle apparently needed 50 animators to create, and it changed colours with her emotions. went from blue to red to yellow. Uh, there was a special effects team who was working on Frozen as well that had to create snow f that created a snowflake generator to automate the snow animation. Uh, this meant that there was they could randomly create up to 2,000 unique snowflake shapes. And uh, the whole film apparently took 600 people two and a half years or three million hours to complete. Wow, that's um, a long time. Yeah. You don't really understand how much effort goes into these things, do no, you? No, you don't. You really don't. Um, I oh, I can't remember. Okay, but go then. I was, I was going to say that you, you think that the computer animation makes it a lot easier to do yeah. the work. Yeah, oh well, yeah. But in reality, it's still time-consuming. You've got to put the effort in there to get it within the computer. Yeah, you have, definitely. Um, apparently, the production team visited a hotel made of ice. The Ice Hotel, wow, okay. Um, to actually get sort of concepts for the ice buildings that were within the show. Okay. Um, they went cool. to um, a place in Quebec City. Yeah, up in Canada. North America. Yeah. Um, and apparently the Hotel de Glace, as it was called, um, is built every end December and is open January to March and it's a very good place to go to site. Okay, that's, that's good to know. I don't know much to go inside, but um, the um, the concept of actually going to visit a nice hotel is actually quite interesting. Where I, I thought it would just be like made up as you know, this is what I think it would look like. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, what we got next then? Oh, Anna has three voices. Uh, and do you want to build a snowman? Obviously, she grows up. The young Anna is played by Katie Lopez, which is actually the daughter of Robert Lopez and his wife uh, Kristen. Um. Agatha Lee Mon uh, plays adolescent Anna, and then Kristen Bell plays teenage Anna. Anna. There we go. Um, Agatha apparently is the daughter of the film's uh, writer and director Jennifer Lee, and Katie, as I've already said, is is the daughter of the songwriters. There we go. Is that the one that got a, about seven dollars? No, that. I don't know what that one was. Surely not. One of the um, voice actresses got yeah, like seven dollars. Yeah, I think they did, and I can't remember who it was or what that, who that was. I can't off the top of my head. Okay, what else we got? What's another fact? Um, apparently, oh, I've lost my fact now. I oh, know. Um, apparently, the animators brought in a real reindeer to look at. Yeah. For doing the animation. However. And because I've, I've lost the thing, I'm not going to be able to give you the actual name of the guy. He actually ended up basing it on someone's dog. Because, 
the dog actually was m moving around and was more interesting than, uh, than the, the reindeer, reindeer was. The reindeer oh, okay. just stood there and did nothing. Fair enough. Uh, did you know that apparently Let It Go was written in one single day? The idea began when the story outline was kind of um, was was kind of told them, and they they gave the story. They, the story of the song was originally called Elsa's Badass Song. That's what they called it. Um, they had this idea of a song with an emo undertone before switching the focus and asking themselves what it would be like to be the perfect exalted person, but only because you held back this secret. Uh, it worked that Let It Go went on to break a number of pop music records. It became the first song from a Disney animated musical to reach the top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100 since Colours of the Wind from Pocahontas peaked at number 4 in 1995. There you go. It's mm. good to know. You, can you remember when you went to the premiere of... Yes. Or the preview? Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. Um, they had someone singing Let It Go. They did. And you recorded it? Yes. Have you still got that? Oh, that's a really good question. I don't know if I have. Because I'm sure the first time I heard that with your version, yeah. I don't know if it was in, was it in Norwegian? I don't know. Uh, it was the, the, the woman who sang the Norwegian version sang, sang it on stage. And I'm sure the first time I heard it, I thought, nah, that doesn't sound very good. You see, I was the same. First time I heard it, I wasn't sure about it either. And then just goes to show where it ended up. I'm yeah, sure yeah, if, exactly. if you found the old Disney Brit episode, straight after it would go, nah, that's a bit rubbish. No, not a fan. So, uh, okay. Uh, what else? Um, Christoph is based upon real reindeer herders. Yeah. As mentioned before within the, the Stave Church, they talk about this. Um, traditionally, the Sami people yeah. were, um, oh, I can't even say it. They, they do coastal fishing, fur trapping, and sheep herding. Best known for the livelihoods of semi-nomadic reindeer herders. Okay. Um, and apparently 10% of the Sami are connected with um, reindeer herding. Okay. Right, we're nearly at the end of these facts then. Uh, this is what I'm going to put in because I, I quite like. When Anna's singing about uh, chocolate, I want to stuff some chocolate in my face when she's singing the first time in forever. Uh, the chocolates on the desk are actually taken from the chocolates in Wreck-It Ralph within the land of Sugar Rush. Yeah. So I think that's quite a cool fact. I quite like that one. It's, it's very, very hidden, that yeah, one. Very, yeah, until you look at the comparison of the two images that I'm looking at now, you don't kind of notice that straight away. So there you go. There's another one uh, for you. It is probably my last one. Um, and it was actually something my mother-in-law found out yeah. when we watched the, what was it called, First Time in Forever. Yeah. Um, she says, did you see the reference to the copper tone baby? Now, I was like, no idea what you're about. No, I, I've got no idea either. Right, okay, if you search on the internet for copper tone, copper tone is a um, suntan cream, or sun lotion, as you yeah. call it. Um, and on the advertising for it, they used to have a baby with a pair of knickers on or a diaper. And the dog, there was a little dog that would be always pulling on her clothes or a t-shirt or something like that. Well, in Olaf's In Summer song, yeah. there is a, a sand snowman of a, a child with some pants on and there's a seagull pulling at her pants. Yeah. As in, in reference to the copper tone. Oh, there you go. Okay, final little uh, 
little fact for you and this is something that comes right at the very very end of the film in the uh, end credits if you stay for that you might have seen this and this is genuinely in the credits of the film don't believe us go and look at it and it is the following the views and opinions expressed by Christoph in the film that all men eat their boogers are solely his own and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Walt Disney Company or the filmmakers. Neither the Walt Disney Company nor the filmmakers make any representation, reps, any representation of the accuracy of any such views and opinions. There we go. But it is true. Um, the views and opinions expressed by Alan in this podcast that mean all men eat their own boogers are solely his own and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Disney Brit podcast or its producers. Neither the Disney Brit podcast or the producers make any representation of the accuracy of any such views and opinions. There we go. Fair um, so there's our little section on uh, on Frozen. So good news is Alan doesn't seem to think that uh, Frozen is uh, overrepresented in uh, Walt Disney World. And uh, there's some little facts for you to go and uh, treat your children to, and certainly things for you to look out for that when you're watching it the seven millionth time uh, that you've uh, already watched it. So um, yeah. see if you can count those four hundred and twenty thousand hairs. Indeed, do that. Um, okay, next week is full-on Disney Brit show. Uh, let's uh, explain what's going on next week. Then we've got our final five um, of our current round of the Disney's Ultimate Attraction you can go to facebook.com forward slash Disney podcast and you can vote for those because they're still up there and then we go to our next round. Uh, Alan's going to be talking to us and giving us a good old trip report about everything that he did out in Walt Disney World I believe that's going to happen is it not? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll probably mention it once or twice. Yeah a couple of times we'll just do like most of the show on that pretty much and we'll also be talking a little bit about the Disney Brit running team and I know that there is an event being held up in Newcastle just before we do the running team uh, events, uh, running team stuff, when we do our our 5k colour obstacle run, which we'll mention on next week's show as well. Yes. Um, so I think that's everything, is it not? Um, yeah, it sounds good to me. I'm going to go and head off to bed now. Yeah. Means I'm a bit jet lagged. Yeah, just a little bit jet lagged and need your sleep. So uh, that means then, if we've got nothing else to say, it's time for this. Oh, look, it's Frozen music. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. It's not Frozen music, it's Enchanted music. What am I going to say? I'm, I'm sure I've it's had, not. I've but... had a very, very long week, honestly. Um, well, thank you for joining us, as always. Uh, thank you, Alan, for joining me. No problem, anytime. And, uh, of course, we said we will be back next week with a full Disney Brit show, the Disney Brit radio show, where we are going to be talking about Alan's trip. We're going to be talking about... Um, some more on our Disney Ultimate Attraction and talk about the running stuff as well. Um, you can continue to communicate with us over the next week if you'd wish. You can ra- you can email us radio at disneybrit.com. You can also go over to Twitter. Uh, you can follow us at Disney Brit. And when any news and rumours and anything like that that come up on the website, disneybrit.com, they are automatically tweeted out to at Disney Brit and also to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit podcast. If you do want to join us on this uh, running team, then you are more than welcome to join the running team. We've got a, a huge number of people. We've got about 43, 44 people now uh, considering helping us raise money for Caldwell Children, which is fantastic. And if you do want to join that, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Disney Brit running team. If you want to sponsor us for the event that we're doing on the 18th of July, 
which is our 5k color obstacle run, then you need to head over to justgiving.com forward slash Disney running team. And you can do that uh, whether you're in the UK, the US, Africa, Australia, the outbacks of Mongolia, wherever you are, you can go over to there and you can uh, support us uh, to raise as much money as we possibly can for Cordwell children over the next 18 months or so. It'd be great if you could support us with that effort as well. And... Um, I think that's all of the things I need to mention. I don't think I've forgotten anything this week, have I? Um, no. What they call it? What they call it? Tomorrow's child, which we've never really tomorrow's kicked child, off which uh, we'll leave until the following show because I think on the next show there's going to be a lot of you talking about Walt Disney World, and rather than bore everyone with an extremely long show again, we'll leave that until the following show, and we'll do that. We'll definitely do that then. Right, well that is it from us. We will speak to you in a week's time when we do the full Disney Brit Radio show. So until then, we'll see you.